Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of This Song Is Yours. I'm your host Simon Fink and today's episode is all about the incredible Emily Waramara, a powerhouse First Nations songwriter who's returning with some new music this week and making a splash with her latest single, Magic Woman Dancing. Now, Emily isn't just an artist, she's an ARIA-nominated, multi-award-winning force who shared stages with the likes of Midnight Oil, Mavis Staples, and Uncle Archie Roach. In today's episode, we're delving into the magic behind Magic Woman Dancing. Emily gives us the lowdown on what inspired this captivating new single and takes us inside her creative process, giving us a sneak peek into the alchemy that brings her sound to life. Now hold on to your headphones because we're not just talking music, we're also dissecting the wild and visually stunning music video that accompanies this song. Emily spills the details on the creative chaos that birthed this visual masterpiece. You'll be able to find links for the video in today's show notes. And for all of you music enthusiasts wondering what's next, Emily is going to share insights on what the future holds for her sound and whether we can expect some more music from her in the coming year. We want to give a massive shout out to Liz from Special Interest for pulling all the strings to make today's episode happen. Now, before we jump into today's episode, please make sure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your go-to podcast platform. Stay tuned for more fantastic episodes throughout this year by following us on our social media channels. Details for all are waiting for you in today's show notes. So let's get into it and dive into the world of Emily Waramara. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Emily Waramara. Emily, hello. How are you? Hello, Simon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really good. Yeah, very, very excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear that you're good and I'm glad to hear that you're excited. I'm very excited to have you on. It is our first time chatting, um, hopefully the first of many chats, um, but I'm really excited because there's a brand new single out from yourself Today, when people are listening, it's called Magic Woman Dancing. It's out right now. Uh, firstly, congratulations on this single. How are you feeling with this single now coming out? Um, look, I'm just so excited to be finally releasing music after a while. Um, had a bit of a break from releasing like my own stuff. And um, yeah, just the story, like excited for the story to be out there and um, just for everyone to see, I guess, me as this artist, and it's really beautiful. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. Very, very proud. Of course, and as you should be. And very quickly, I do, as we're talking about the release date, I believe, and if I've got my facts incorrect, please correct me. Is it also <laughs> a birthday for yourself? 
It is my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday as well for the release. I think what better way to celebrate? You know what? I kind of like got that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just thought, why not? You know, I'm 28. Oh, my birth- my birthday falls on you know, second second um, 2024. So there's just this beautiful numbers of like two and like eights and fours, and um, <laughs> I feel like that's magical. And you know, why not? <laughs> I absolutely love that. I think yeah, there's no if you're going to put out new music, and as you said, it's the first music in a little while. What better way to celebrate your birthday and this new release than kind of together? So hopefully this Friday you are doing something special to celebrate both. Um, as you mentioned, it is the first piece of new original music from yourself since the the debut record. And, and I think that was back in 2018. How have, um, I guess, what's been going on musically for yourself in that time? I think there was a small EP of lullabies in 2022, but I guess how long have some of these original songs been, been cooking away? How long have you been working on them? Oh my goodness. Um, some of these songs I, yeah, have written when I was in high school. Um, some I've written recently. Um, but this song in particular, Magic Woman, I wrote in high school. I think there's a lot of time. I think I, for me as an artist, I wanted to give myself a lot of time to understand myself a bit more, um, um, to understand my reasoning as to why I'm in this space and what I'm doing and how my music, I'm just a lot of reflection, appreciation, a lot of acceptance, a lot of forgiveness as well. Um, because you know, you're not the same person as you were when you were like 16 years old, like all of these things happen. Um, and that's a lot that happens. 10 years is like a very short amount of time or 14 years since I've written some, but yeah, it's been such a short amount of time if you think about it. And, um, we go through so much as, as people, as human beings that, um, we should be allowed to, uh, to feel. And I feel like this industry that we're in really, um, doesn't hold space for that. You know, you have to be fast and releasing music and you have to be quick onto things. Um, but, I've also come to realise that you know, I am a human being um, and I need to grow and be uncomfortable and then grow and then being comfortable again and that's okay. <laughs> I think that's really beautiful and I think that's why, um, you know, this year I, I had been putting off the album um, for a bit because I wasn't ready to to release my thoughts onto everyone <laughs> and release my perspective of how I view things and how I, how I feel things. I'm a very, very deep feeler, um, in relative to, to music and to life and to everything in general. Um, and I think that really comes out in, in this album and in this, these songs and in this project and also with, um, with who's involved as well, you know, there's a lot of beautiful people involved in this behind the scenes that I've connected with over the years and, and recently, but have made a friendship like everyone I work with in my in my space are my friends and, and people that I consider my family. Um, I'm all about community and I'm just really glad that my community can also be involved and, and that love and appreciation is also reciprocated. Yeah, we're all safe in this space and I I'm feeling that. Yeah, I just feel so amazing and so good. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Um, with Magic Woman Dancing, as you kind of said, it it was written or like, I, and um, I'm hoping that you'll elaborate for us in that the the song was written or the, the 
the basis of it was written while you're in high school, which um, which was like some time ago, as you mentioned. From, from my understanding, what I've kind of taken from the song and obviously in reading press about it and um, and listening to it, and thank you very much for allowing us a sneak peek of the single before today, um, in that it's kind of talking about this woman being unburdened by, I guess, some of society's, um, I want to say shackles in a way, um, or the way that society is built and kind of sometimes unfairly. Um, and, yeah, with this story, having this woman kind of go through and going, you know what, this is not for me and I'm going to be living my own life. How was it that you kind of came across these lyrics? Was it that you'd been holding on to it and knew you wanted to do something with it or did you kind of go through an old journal, find these lyrics? I'd love to know how it kind of happened then and how it came back around to us in 2024. Um, Well, I've always just it's one of those songs see my process with songwriting is so random so mm-hmm. I don't I sometimes I'll just like write a line and be like oh that's cool and then all like a little melody comes to me but usually I just press just press record and then just go for it and then just brain vomit whatever is on my mind um and so with Magic Woman Dancing, I originally came up with the chorus. Um, this is about a, a person, beautiful soul, beautiful, beautiful soul that I knew um, who was just so liberating and free. And because I guess at my time, because of the environment I was around, the people I was around, um, the way I grew up, my cultural, um, you know, all of that beautiful beautiful things that make up me, um, I couldn't find that within myself. And so there was this bittersweet jealousy that I had towards this person. And I didn't realise until, um, you know, I was older because I was just saying the song and it was just, like, catchy. It was, like, the chorus bit that I wrote. Um, and then there was this, I must admit, I was a little bit salty. That was just <laughs> stuck in my head. Um, and then when I came to, well, James, Kuya James, who is my co-producer um, on this song, I flew him down here to Lutuita and we stayed at an Airbnb um, together in, in Nipaluna in Hobart. And I showed him this song and he was like, um, do you have like, this is amazing, do you have any more like lyrics and things? I was like, yeah, well, this is what I've been doing so far. And he was like, "This, are you going to put this on? And I was like, yeah, like I think I've come to – terms and peace with that acceptance that you can be as a woman like you can be in awe and you can be bittersweet but that's the magical thing about about this self-acceptance and freedom and growth is that there's all these beautiful things that sometimes we can't have or we can't get to but that doesn't mean that we can't appreciate it and we can't love it Um, because everyone is worthy of that and everyone is deserving of that, most importantly ourselves. So I feel like the more we love and appreciate things and others, the more we come to understand ourselves because we're letting go we're letting go of of whatever is holding us back or whatever is tying us back we're accepting and we're forgiving that means we're moving forward we're getting uncomfortable because we're growing we're not used to this we're not used to these changes um and I think that's what this this song really embodies so like yeah we 
recorded it under the stairs of the Airbnb, like just a little demo. And then I flew up to Larrakia country, up to Darwin. And um, we stayed at, well, I stayed at James's house, James and Katie Baker's house, um, Boat Ramp Studios for, I think, three, three and a half weeks. And we, we did the album in January, finished it in January 2023 um, and did the song up there and just got all my friends involved. And, yeah, it was really chaotic, I tell you, really chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> there is though. quite a, like a list of liner notes for all the people involved in this song, so it is quite an impressive feat. You've done very well. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I have really beautiful friends who are so giving with their time and energy and, you know, I think that really shows in the song. They really put put a lot of heart and soul and um, I said to them, make it sound like, you know, you're like the Witcher, like you're a bard, like, you know, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, but the process of it and everyone involved too, everyone added their own magic to it. Um, so that's special. It definitely shows. The single is fantastic, as I said at the top. Um, you mentioned Kuya James, who um, you co-produced the track with. I believe they've worked with AB Original and, and Daniel Johns. For you, how do you find the production side of things? Because obviously you've got a vested interest as the singer and the songwriter, but does it, I guess, how does that process then change for you if you're also producing the track? I think because I know the story of the track and I know the feeling of, of and embody this feeling um, throughout the song that I think James really, I feel like the bed and the foundation was there when I handed it over to James because I was like, this is the story, this is the feeling, this is what I'm imagining, this is my vision. And he was like, okay, but how can we bring you into it? Because he really... Um, I think honed in that I wasn't just a I'm not just a singer-songwriter I do like write songs and I do write beats and I have written things before and and really fun stuff um and he really wanted me to to do that he really wanted me to jump in and be like this is I'm going to own this in my own way and, and my own instrumental way um and so he he has a moon at his house and it's incredible. Like I was just blown away. I felt like a little kid in a little toy. I just kept <laughs> pressing all the buttons and playing. I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and he was like, you know, why don't you like jump on the moon? Because the keys was the first like thing that I, I self-taught. I'm self-taught in keys. Um, have been playing from when I was 11 years old and he got me on other projects to play keys as a session music and he just loves, I don't know, he loves it for some reason. Even though I can't, I don't know, I'm a weirdo when I play it all over the place, but it sounds good <laughs> apparently. Um, and so he got me on the Moog for this song and I just got on and there's like a really cool video of me like just jamming along and we ended up using that in the song and, um, you know, it was just good to be there in the room with him while the, the stems were going back to Ben, to Ben Edgar, um, who played guitar on this, and to Rowan. Rowan Daly just lived down the road, so we went to his house to listen to some drums. Like, it felt so smooth and so beautiful the way everything came together. Um, I feel like I had my producer's creative hat on, singer-songwriter management hat on, like, all these different hats on, but because I was around a bunch of people who made me feel safe and who made me feel seen and supported um, and who also made me feel heard because I think as a female producer or when you're getting into that role, um, 
you have a lot of masculinity around you, um, you know, because mm-hmm. when you think of a producer, you think of a male. Um, and I know a handful of, more than that now, of beautiful female producers in this country that are exceptional at what they do. And, um, you know, being in that space, I, I felt like I could say whatever and we could try it out. And even though it wouldn't work, there was no judgment because we were all there for the music. We all mm-hmm. had our in the right place um and i and i think that really tells when with the production and how it it's come through that it is a collaborative um process but the story and the vision um has always been the same Mm. i absolutely love that i think that's there's something to be said and we um were speaking to someone recently um i'm just trying to remember which artist it was i think it was a a country music artist from the u.s but the the point kind of remains the same in terms of i feel like for artists getting into the production side and being able to tell the story from that perspective as well is also really important it sometimes might come across as i think sometimes have been like artists have been labeled control freaks or whatever it may be but i don't think that's the case i think it as you kind of to your point says um it allows you to, you know, the story, you know, the, how this whole kind of soundscape is meant to look and feel and sound. And it's important for you to be able to execute that. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That um, that goal succinctly, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I also believe that um, with art, like and with artists, like we're growing, we're changing. I, I feel like this industry expects us to kind of have this one branded look based on based on the trend or what's happening or what everyone's popping off and listening to. But for me, the artists that are timeless are those that are true to themselves and authentic to their true selves. Um, And they go through it. They go through their ups. They go through their downs. They go through this journey. But there's this humbleness and grounding um, that comes with them because they understand what it's like to, to be like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that comes with hard work and time and patience, you know, um, you've got to understand that this space is so small and everyone really is out here to support each other and, and to cheer each other on. Um, we're, we're all a part of, I guess, a system that doesn't make us feel like we can be that. And so, I guess doing things in this way and leading by example with the people that I'm with, but also with the music I'm creating now, um, 
I want to break boundaries and I want people to understand that you can build a safe community around you and still be in this industry because you've made your safe space and people are welcome to that. But I think that as well, when it comes to like that in reflection to, to producing, to songwriting, I've always wanted to make sure that when people and whatever stories I'm, I'm telling, I want people to just feel it and to understand Mm. that they're allowed to feel whatever they're going through. Um, and that whatever they're going through is so valid and, and so reasonable and so beautiful because, you know, we live in a society where we're so busy all the time. We're always talking about work and we're always talking about like what we're going to do next instead of, Hey, let's (laughs) stop and think about what we're doing now. Let's just take a deep breath. Let's look at the tree. Let's look at the carvings and the etchings. Let's look at the leaves. Like let's appreciate what we're in now instead of letting it go. And I think that this song really, um, really honest that, yeah, there's a lot of things happening, but there's also this thread and this storyline that just makes it like, I feel so epic. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to go on like this epic journey and like go like meet up with Aragorn or something. <laughs> I'm glad that you've used that reference because the music video, anyone who's listening to today's episode, the music video for the single has also come out today. And Emily, this music video, I'm going to say has to be influenced by Lord of the Rings. It is epic there's quite a lot going on and it is it's also stunningly shot as well so congratulations on that but yeah can you um tell us a little bit more about this video because i i don't want to give too much away but there's there's uh, a number of fantasy um influenced items going on here (laughs) yeah well look um so claudia santiorchi directed this video um along with pork store productions who you know bought their team and the the equipment along um shout out to marcus um i uh, <laughs> this was filmed in um three days down here mm-hmm. in luchawita across um i think six different locations um there's all these characters that are involved so when i first came with the idea and and you know this these songs have been in the works but also my creative visions have been in the works behind the scenes i've been plotting away i've been saving i've been collating i've been googling lots and lots of googling um and i just wanted to wait until i found i guess the the right person to capture the story and to capture what i wanted to um wanted everyone to see um so i love lord of the rings i'm a big lord of the rings fans i love star wars my favorite movie is this movie called legend and it's got tom cruise in it it's a very very old movie it's i think it's from the 80s 86 mm-hmm. and there's a scene there where um i think the first time i watched this movie i was like seven years old <laughs> very young um i think yeah very young and there's a scene where there's this devil and i I had a crush on the devil and I was just like, I'm going to put this fantasy, whole fantasy, like sci-fi thing, like into this film clip because I really wanted to come out with a story, this adventure, that this rebirth, like I wanted this to show my rebirth and how, you know, I've gone through all these trials and tribulations and how, you know, Gabriel Comfort, who is the main, um, 
main character of this um, play is this, I don't know, this ethereal being who is walking through this forest, this enchanted forest, and he takes us through this journey where he meets with all these different characters. And so he meets with me, um, who's like the sorceress. So I play two characters, the sorceress and the devil. Um, My beautiful partner, Kai, he plays this... um, this wisdom like bird creature who like comes through and like shows and guides him. He's like the guide, the, the, I don't know the, and then he meets with like my mom, who's this Oracle and they have this moment where they have this shared dance with their hands and, um, she's blessing him with ochre to, to go into like, to go into this battle. Um, so all these scenes were based on a poem that I had written, um, around in a book, that I didn't know that I named intentionally after something, which that's going to be released later on. Um, so all of this is tied in because I love writing little novels and little fantasy, like things about like Aboriginal vampire slayers and like Aboriginal vampire hunters, like all this really fun stuff. <laughs> and so I think that's, yeah, I really wanted that to come out in the visual of this and show this journey, but also like, all of these little things that influenced me, like my mum in there, like my partner, like, you know, my friends, um, there's all these extras that came where who had to wear masks. And it was really, really funny because the mask you can't see through. So there's a scene where Gabe is in the middle and I'm kind of like about to attack him as the devil. And these people like are, are surrounding him with masks with stones and they put up their arms to go throw the stones. And obviously we don't throw it at Gabe, but one of my best friends, um, accidentally hit me on the head and so <laughs> with the stone. <laughs> and so my friends were like, Oh my gosh, like what's going on? And so I collapsed. I was like, Oh yeah. Um, and people can tell if I was bleeding, because I had like this red makeup or it was like the makeup and I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And so we had to reshoot it again. And it was just, it was a good moment. Like I feel like there was just, yeah, it was so much realness and so much heart um, went into this. And I really wanted to honor, yeah, honor everyone as well for being so patient and release this film clip as well for everyone to have like just something to look at while watching the song. (laughs) (laughs) again it's an incredible job and and now knowing I guess the context and some of the stories behind it in terms of being able to have as you said your partner your friends your family your loved ones be part of it I think it makes it even that even more sorry can't even say right even more special makes it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no, I absolutely love it. It will. Um, we will be putting the link to your YouTube channel in the show notes for today's episode, so that people are able to check out the video straight after um, our interview in this episode. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, taking this song to the to the live arena, to the live setting. I know that you've got some shows coming up. I think we've got a festival called Panama, the Gumball, Ride the Wave as well. How are you feeling about um, being able to kind of? Now, with this song coming out, take it out and be able to play it live to people. Yeah, well, look, I think that's the magical thing because I I always, like, for me, it's, like, one of those things, like, how am I going to take this song when I'm recording it? How am I going to take it and replicate that as in a live performance, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I've never used backing tracks before. Um, and so with this song, we've had to... I've had to use backing tracks and it's a whole new experience for me. So last year I went and flew to Darwin, um, to Larrakee country and I 
stayed there for almost a month and rehearsed every day with my band to perfect the live performance for not only this song but all of the other songs and then working on how we can, you know, zhuzh up my live performance. So Kuya James, who is also my co-producer, he is also my musical director and my bass player. And so having someone who knows and understands the process behind the songs, who has access to the stems, who also can silence things. Like, it's just, it makes things so much easier having um, having a collaborator and having someone like that to bounce off to. Um, and also, it's just great because my, my band is based up in Larrakee country, so I get to go home a bit more, which is <laughs> even more great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that with these live shows, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. Like, I feel like we we know them like the back of our hands and, you know, everyone who's involved in it um, has put their their whole everything into the sound. Um, and I think that I really, I really feel like, you know, even though it's me as Emily Woodamara, like I have my whole team behind me and that's what makes me me i guess and i just have these amazing i don't know cool songs that everyone apparently likes and they just want to be deadly and hop on board and help so yeah i couldn't do it without them it truly does take a village oh i absolutely love that and i know um i wanted to very quickly touch on as well before we do have to wrap things up is that um I know on top of your musical endeavours as well, you're also an advocate, I believe, for a number of, initi- of initiatives sorry, and charities. I think one of them being the fantastic Kennel & Co, um, which empowers um, First Nations artists of um, kind of a number of different backgrounds, uh, women, transgender, non-binary, um, in their, I guess, in their journeys in the music industry and helping to support them. Mm. Obviously, it is a fantastic cause, so not even to to kind of address that, but, like, for you, was it always important to be able to use the platform that you have to be able to then go and continue to ensure that the next generation coming up have that same support? I think... um I think after being in this space and having my own understanding and journey, but also having the opportunities that I've had, I've had a lot of young ones who come up and be like, how do you do this and how do you do that? And I just automatically find myself being like, oh, well, this is like how I get to this or this is how I had that yarn with that person. Like for me, um, there's no gatekeeping. There's Mm. no like, oh, no, like you're at this level. Um, I've always been that kind of person to help. Um, people because I've had people who are older than me and surrounded by me um sorry surrounded by me surround I'm surrounded by them mm-hmm. tell me what not to do and how not to be um in this industry I guess or even just as a person like learning by others um, mistakes and then learning by my own mistakes I've come to understand that there's a lot of information and a lot of things that don't get talked about, especially um, when it comes to financial wellness or touring or, you know, putting in rituals before you do things, um, understanding what a publicist is, understanding what a publisher is, like all of these conversations that aren't being had on a deeper level. Like Pete, there's a surface level conversation. I think joining with Carrie and Yarning and, and um, doing this artist assist program tell like can show mob like, you can be sustainable in this industry. You can have a career. You can call the shots. You actually are the boss. And um, I think giving, showing people that they have that power and, and them understanding 
that power um, takes, yeah, it, it makes me feel like, yeah, things are cool and things are great because we're upskilling, we're educating, we're unlearning most mm. importantly. Um, we're taking it back our power and, and we're inspiring change and growth um, in this industry and how we as artists, but also session musicians, poets, creatives in general should be treated and should be valued. Mm. 100% agree with that and it is a fantastic initiative. Um Similar to the the song itself and the music video, we will have the details for Kennel & Co. in the show notes for today's podcast. So anyone searching for further information will be able to find that information there. Emily, I wanted to ask lastly, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's kind of on high rotation for yourself? Um, at the moment, I... Oh, gosh. I've actually been listening to a lot of classical music um, <laughs> just <'cause, laughs> um just because like I don't know when I when I do listen to music and things like that it's I've got to feel it and I've just been listening to a lot of like um how can I explain it like movie soundtracks mm-hmm. so like yeah, yeah, like music scores, like Pirates of the Caribbean music score. I like Coco music scores. Like I feel like lyrics can get so overwhelming sometimes with music and I really appreciate music, but for some reason I'm starting the year off with classical. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. You know. I, no, I yeah. can 100% appreciate that. I think there's, <laughs> there is something to be said when you've got like a really good score there's no lyrics to kind of influence how you feel. The music itself is just doing the influencing, if you will. To kind yeah, of like the instrumentation up. is just as important as the lyrics. Like that, yeah. that, that's a bed for these things, like, you know, to sit on, for that feeling to sit on. I think there's a true appreciation in all perspectives of music. But um, when I meet deadly session musos or like a deadly guitarist or violinist or celloist, like they don't come around that often and there aren't many deadly ones out there that are doing it for the music, you know. Mm. Um, and so when that that does happen yeah when I do hear something or when I do meet someone there's just true appreciation and love for who they are and and what they bring to to this art and to this creative space because that's so important because that's a story too that needs to be told lyrics yeah the wind makes noise that's a story like you know the sea the ocean they're all stories that that need to be heard and deserve to be heard too Mm. 100% agree I think there is something special um, yeah, about scores, instrumental music, music that you can tell has come from a really special place that doesn't need that kind of, and again, nothing wrong with, with lyric music, <laughs> music that has lyrics either, but it is, there's, there's something special to be said about that as well. So, um, thank you very much for sharing that with us. And Emily, congratulations on Magic Women Dancing. The single is out today. As I've mentioned, all details and all links will be in the show notes for people to be able to access the single. But thank you again for coming onto the podcast. I very much appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. It's just been, yeah, really deadly. Um, yeah, I had so much fun yarning with you and hopefully let, we'll, we can yarn again soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.